Hey, this is Erin Lindstrom, and you're listening to Thank You For You. This is a show about celebrating and acknowledging our humanness as well as our beingness, the easy and the hard, the gifts and the (laughs) gifts we don't really like but choose to accept anyway. This is a show about and for people in pursuit of more peace, more joy, more money, more justice, and more of the awe that life has to give us. Thank you for being here, and thank you for you. <laughs> and we're back another An- week another week another podcast another episode another listening adventure Woo-woo. alex this morning i was on instagram and you uh posted something i think on the collect instagram and the background was this like bright orange sunrise uh-huh that was from the other day that was magic oh that's Whoa. my cat <laughs> No Listen. one just thought that, but that cat just jumped in the air. Oh, and that cat's butt is in my face. Listeners, if only you could see it. If only you could see it. But yeah, there's been some incredible sunrises the last like week. It's been really nice. Are you, is it easy for you to wake up that early to see the sunrise? Or is it like, I'm going to go do this thing? Uh, no, I, my, um, I just naturally stop my cat again sorry I naturally wake up early unfortunately like I'd like to sleep in but my body is like nope it's 6 30 or the other day I woke up at like 3 30 and couldn't go back to sleep so I was like screw it I guess this is my day starting this early so yeah it's easy I just wake up and I'm like well what else am I gonna do and then walk to the beach (laughs) (laughs) so nice that you live right there it is. It is nice. Although I'm curious about hurricane season. I want to know what that's going to look like. Oh, interesting. Does it flood over there? Uh, yeah, but not not too bad. My landlord said that when it flood, flooded for like the worst one has been Isabel around here and it didn't get up to our apartment. So and I'm on the second floor, so I'm fine either way. You're fine. Listeners, doesn't flood where you live. Write in and let us know. Okay, so we want to know. We're in Norfolk, Virginia, one of the top three cities to probably become no longer here in the next 40 years or something. Number one being what? Amsterdam and number two being New Orleans. Just all uh, these beneath sea level cities. I, yeah, I guess what I know is the top three U.S. ones, which are actually New York, New Orleans and Norfolk. I yeah, New York, that makes sense. They really had a lot of flooding last year. I remember seeing all those videos at the subway yeah, just underwater. Yeah, that's so scary. Have you heard of submechanophobia? No. It's like it's it's like thinking that like underwater buildings basically is scary or that things too deep or oh. scary. Or like, ooh, there's like a like a pool that's like an underwater city that's in that like I don't know it's cool but it freaks me out I might have a little sub mechanophobia new word word of the day <laughs> I feel like I'm missing a part of it I think that's it but we'll okay. see it's close enough we'll just go with it confidence is everything I was talking to my astrologer last week right. and he told me that manifesting's not a thing because most people who are super successful do not focus on manifesting they're just confident and so the more confident you get you really can just do whatever you want and I'm like that kind of tracks I really do believe that fake it till you make it and fake yeah. it by fake it I just be confident right. <laughs> develop your skills <laughs> I saw someone on a TikTok talking about like how they got to a higher level in their career. And she's like, yeah, nobody knows what we're doing. We're just all confident. Like I was so self-conscious applying, thinking all these people were smarter than me. But the reality is they just know how to present themselves. So listeners, 
give up on knowledge. <laughs> things. I think that, you know, just, just believe in yourself and anything is possible. Yeah, make others believe in you. <laughs> this is actually the perfect. So I'm glad we have this segment because in this episode with Maricela, she is a career coach for women who are moving into the tech space, specifically women of color and Latinos. And she talks all about this stuff and how there's so much like very real mindset work around moving into a new space, moving into a male dominated, mostly white space um, and creating like your own path forward. So she supports people in the actual, like very strategic ways of resume and interview and like, how are we actually doing this? And then on the other side of that, like when you're breaking generational everything, how to move through that, the importance of doing so and the support and community it really takes to actually do that. So it's a great episode. That's deep. Yeah. Let's let's read a bio. Should we read it at the same time? Oh gosh, can we? No, I don't think Zoom audio dominance will allow. Agree. Let's not. <laughs> Listeners, my cat keeps biting me. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's read this bio. Let's do it. Am I gonna get workers comp for this? <laughs> I do have work, work. I can't even say it. I do have that. You have that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if cats count. Oh, darn. Okay, well, let's get back we'll to look this. look it up after. Maricela, Maricela's Genius Zone is helping Latinas and women of color break into tech and reach new income ceiling levels. She's also an executive coach working to transform the intersectionality of marginalized women in tech. Ooh. To find more info about her, yeah, you can pop over to her TikTok or Instagram at Maricela Bodero. She's Beautiful. so cool. Yeah. We met in a coaching program and she's just a phenomenal person and so shiny and is bringing the spiritual stuff into the strategic stuff. And so this is going to be a great episode. Woo. Heck yeah, it is. Listeners get ready to listen. It's time <laughs> to listen <laughs> to the episode and your heart. And with that, here we go. Yay, Maricela, thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, thanks for having me. My pleasure. I am so glad you're here. As we step into recording this podcast, I didn't tell you this right before we started recording, but I'm going to tell you now, there are five or six kids behind the door that you can't see behind me because we do like a homeschool pod thing and the summer version is at someone's house. My ex-husband's running a little bit late, so who knows if we'll have any interruptions from angel babies. Yeah, we'll see. It's all good. (laughs) That said, I'm so glad you're here. I start the podcast with the same like two questions every time. So we'll start there if that's cool with you. And sometimes people are like, oh my God, what? But this is, you take it any way you want. It can be a short answer, a long answer. You take us on a journey, whatever feels right is cool. Who are you and how did you get here? You're right. These are good questions and really great questions to start off with. So who am I? So I am someone who cares about liberation for women. I care about underserved communities. I care really deeply about the health of women. And I am on a spiritual journey right now. I started that about two-ish years ago. Mm -hmm. It's honestly been an evolution probably within the last couple of years, if I'm being honest. And 
probably within the last two years really got, I think just with everything with COVID, it just, I took a step back and just realized, okay, what's going on here? What is, what is really happening? Mm -hmm. And taking some time to reflect of where I was in my business too, because at that time, I had this perception of the type of service that I was going to be providing to the clients that I, that I wanted to serve. And I also, through this progression, every, I, I totally believe this, but starting a business really is a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely been that for me hard the last two years. Mm-hmm. I have a four-year-old daughter and my husband and I, we've been married for almost 10 years or 10, yeah, 10 years going on almost 11 now. So wow. yeah, which is wild. And we are actually exactly a day apart. So he was literally born same year, literally the day right after. Wow. So same, yeah. same place. Or are you from different places? We're from different places, mm-hmm. but it was like, we always joke. My mother went into labor and then shortly after his mother to labor it's like ping ping we're ready bring them in kind of came into this earthly world together which and that's part of the story too so it's just it's yeah so I'll kind of pause there (laughs) wow I love it tell us a little bit like what's the current iteration of your business how are you serving people yeah so the current iteration is we have one program that is a group community and mentorship style program where we have our students come in, they're in a 12 week container. Sometimes we make it a little longer, but this time we're making it 12 weeks. We've done 12 mm-hmm. weeks before and that seems to be, mm-hmm. the, be the magic timeline. So we, ha- we have them come in at 12 weeks and we specifically are, the type of clients that we have come into our program, they're typically first generation. They're mm-hmm. typically women of color, mm-hmm. Hispanic, Latino women, and we, are giving them the tools that they need in order to be prepared for their first tech interview. Mm -hmm. So one of the big gaps that a lot of, I say a lot of tech programs and a lot of computer science programs don't talk about are the other facets of tech. People just tend to think that it's just computer science, coding, software development, and it is, and there's also a million other different things you can do in tech. And we give women the tools so that they can actually make that happen. What does the process look like from my resume, my LinkedIn? How, what am I, what should I prepare for in the interviews? Because the process and how you interview at a tech company is very different than mm. I think most people realize mm-hmm. until they get into it. So we teach you that entire blueprint and that entire process. And you get coaching as well as community because that's the thing is a lot of us in this program, we're the first people in our family to do this. Mm-hmm. So we were not exposed to engineering. We were not exposed to computer science. That was never really talked about. And so for a lot of the students that are in the program, they need support. They need that support from their own community too. say, hey, I'm doing it. You know, you're doing it. We're in this together. We have accountability groups. So that's one area of the business. And then the other area of the business now, which has been evolving is more one-on-one executive coaching, specifically Mm -hmm. for women that 
have started their business from being an expert authority in corporate, mm-hmm. specifically in tech, but mm-hmm. we're on that spiritual journey now with their business because they're starting mm-hmm. to realize that there is a lot to unpack here with starting a starting a business. It's not so much just it's not so much just putting on your LinkedIn, hey, I'm open for business. Hey, I'm taking on clients on the right. side while I'm leaving right. my corporate job. It's a whole, it's a whole <laughs> mission. It's a whole healing journey. Totally. Totally. I feel like so many people come to me really, it starts at like a strategic level, right? Of like, let's talk about sales. Let's talk about marketing. And then it's like, okay, but if you want to talk about sales, we're talking about money. So we're talking about safety. We're talking about receiving and like, it gets deep so quickly. And I imagine it's the same thing because when you're switching careers or starting a business or going into a brand new industry, like it's all of that stuff comes up because when we're going into the unknown, like that's where we start is back at the bottom of like, is this even safe? Yep. 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 And I see that a lot, even more so, especially the clients that I work with that are where they have been in tech for so long Mm -hmm. that it's almost like a, there's just a programming there. There's a lot of things that have just, you've been conditioned to believe about yourself Mm -hmm. as a woman and what the patriarchy has taught you on how you show up, how you look, what you say, how you talk, like all of those things. And then you start your business and then you're going at it and you're like, wait a second, who am I? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What? is what I'm selling, is this what I actually want to sell? And the things that I'm talking about, is that really the voice and the message and the mission that I want to actually share with my followers in my community? Or people get disconnected. I think that's what happens is there Mm -hmm. becomes a disconnect that you have Mm -hmm. to sort of bring the pieces together on. Totally. When you're talking about this in terms of women who are stepping into the tech industry, that sort of like it's almost like the grooming of the patriarchy. You know what I mean? The like way that you like have to be, is there unlearning that happens in that process or do you, are, is it still that same game that you have to play in that world? So what's interesting is that is something that I started to realize is that because you're going through a career shift or change, Mm -hmm. you're also going through that change from a spiritual standpoint too. And just, Mm -hmm like you said, the unknown, having to face the fear, fear of rejection, all those things come up in the job searching process. So Mm -hmm. for the students that are in that program that I teach in the 12 week program, Mm -hmm. we actually do a lot of mindset work and a lot of work around, not just mindset, but really talking about what does this change now mean? This identity shift, how does this how, how do you want to show up in your interviews? What feels good to you? What feels in alignment for you. Mm-hmm. It's not about right or wrong. It's more of what's going to help you step into that confidence mm-hmm. and step into who you, who you are, your higher right. self and, and let that, and let that come out. We mm-hmm. tend to cage that so much mm-hmm. and your mm-hmm. interviewers can actually feel that interviewing is energy. So yeah, we do touch on that actually in the program quite a bit actually. So that's interesting. When you say interviewing is energy, I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. It's so interesting to me having a lot of times I come on teams sometimes and do like co-interviews with people because Mm -hmm. I can read the energy. You know what I mean? Like I want to know the vibes. I want to know if like, is this a person that's going to show up and really like be part of the team? Do they want this? Are they here? Like, and 
can you connect on that level versus like, can you do the job? Because a lot of times the skills are trainable, right? Like there are things that cross over. Yes, you might need to learn, but like, who are you as a human? I think matters. And it sounds like in your program, it's kind of like, how do we bring that humanity really to the surface? So then you're sharing that as part of your like value proposition almost. Yeah. And it's important too, that the, it's important that communities, especially for first gens, for mm -hmm. women of color, Latino women, like especially minority communities and black women, like it's really important that you see that you, it's possible for you too. And that's something that I think that is different in our programs because we have coaches who look, they're like, you look like me. So I mm -hmm. see that, you know, it's that, Hey, I can do this too. It's, it's, it's before you just automatically assume this is not, why would I go to tech? Why would I go into tech? Why would I even consider that as a career change? So it's this whole journey that you go through where you're expanding your mind, expanding where you want to go. What mm -hmm. do your goals look like and know that it's possible. Wow. Why tech? Can you tell us a little bit? Like, how did you get here? Like, why is it important that this is happening in the tech industry? Because if we want to make change, we also have to make change in that industry because that industry drives a lot of our politics, our economy. It also increases the wealth that gets started in, especially communities that are underserved. It's really important because, for example, for me, my parents never talked to me about savings. They never talked to me about money. They never talked to me about investing. None of that in tech. It is so normalized to talk about this. Mm -hmm. So normalized, so normalized. And mm -hmm. it's important because we all know that having women stepping into their divine power and having wealth, that's important. That generational wealth, you can mm -hmm. completely create that in the tech industry. A lot of people don't know that, but you can create wealth. You're saying yes. Mm. Yes. Interesting. So it's almost like it's a strategic like career move, but bigger than it's important for you, but also for the world and how things are actually shifting. Oh, absolutely. And the impact that you get to make the products that you get to work on, there's so much impact in your ideas, especially diversity and having more of that different perspective and having more representation that impacts the things that you as a consumer also buy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're all interconnected, right? So it's important. It's really important. Totally. Oh, that's so interesting. So how has it been for you? Like as you've grown your business over the years, like mm -hmm. I feel like as you mentioned, it's a journey, right? You've, you know, created programs, worked with all different people. How would you say like, what, what has kind of like changed in the way that you not necessarily, well, maybe to like deliver the program, but really like, how have you changed? Like as a facilitator, what have you learned that kind of makes it different to work with you? Like in this season? based on all of the things that you've kind of like gone through as a human as well? I think that it's not talked about enough, but there is still a lot of work to be done around how important it is for women to be in the tech industry and specifically minority women, because right now it is still dominated by white people. Mm -hmm. It is. It's mm -hmm. still dominated by 
white men who are making the systems, who are call, who are who are basically influencing the way they know how to lead in a very masculine energy. That's we have our 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 divine feminine. That energy that we also have too. That needs to be co-created in this industry. So we see different types of leadership. We see more of a style where it's leaders are no longer just measured around the dollars that they can Mm -hmm. bring in, but more measured around, hey, how are we treating our people? How are we thinking about how we grow our people and, and doing it in a way that feels in alignment for them? How do we just normalize that people are going to have other interests outside of this job? Right. And that's okay too. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I think a lot of times you make a like beautiful point about bringing like divine femininity into like the leadership and the tech space and all that jazz. And we haven't talked about this a ton, but I started a software company last year. And so working on that and being in that world or having at least a toe in that world and kind of like figuring it out. So much of what you're saying has resonated because it is men everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And I feel like that's actually why we started it is because we want, you know, a sales software that actually understands how we think about things that isn't numbers driven. And like, everyone's a deal, dollar sign, win, lose. I'm like, this is not how I sell. This is not like caring about a person. This is not caring about an experience. Like this is not it. And when I hear that, and I feel like when I try to explain this to people, a lot of times the like bringing in the feminine to all of this feels very like soft and weak and like, oh, cool. Are you going to pick flowers while you do this? <laughs> and I'm wondering if you can expand a little bit, like, what does that yeah. look like? What does that mean to you? And we talk about bringing like the, the feminine energy into leadership and into these places where it doesn't exist. Is that necessarily soft or like, what does that mean to you? Connection. Mm. I love that. That was such like a clear, like, oh, interesting. Do you think, do men not connect the same way or male energy, whatever? Like, what is that difference? I think that what we see in tech right now is a mirror of what we, honestly, what we're seeing in the world, United States Mm -hmm. of America. I mean, how deep Mm -hmm. do you want me to go? Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, no, I appreciate this conversation because that's the point is like, this is so big. It's all interconnected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why I think it's really important that we're having this conversation too, because I think it's important to normalize. Tech is starting to bring a lot more, they're more open to spirituality actually, which is very fascinating to me that they're one, I feel like mental health is talking, being just even discussed a lot more in the industry and also talking more about the importance of taking rest, the importance of making sure you're taking care of your body. So that way, when you do show up to work, you're feeling energized, you're feeling, mm-hmm. you know, you're feeling your authentic self, more of those conversations need to be had. And the ones that are having those conversations mm-hmm. are truly trying to drive change. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we do what we do in the program, because we know that we need more women in tech and mm-hmm. not just in computer science, all over the different business units, mm-hmm. all over. It's mm-hmm. important. It's really important. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have like a around the corner question, which is like, what did okay. you want to be when you grew up when you were little? A vet. Really? <laughs> Interesting. I had animals. 
I love that. How, like, do, when you think about like your journey and stuff, like does what you're doing kind of like, like, is it, oh, this makes sense. Do you feel like on purpose in this season? A hundred percent. I feel like every time I start to unpack something with my own life, I, mm -hmm. it's almost like these small shifts happen in the business mm -hmm. and the direction that I want to go, but it also helps me. I'm connected to the business too. Like that's important to me. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of advice out there on where you should be, how you should show up in your business. Mm -hmm. And it's important to me to have a mission that's deeply connected. I want the business and my mission. I want that to be interconnected. That's really important to me, actually. Mm -hmm. Are there things that you've learned like along the way that you've kind of had to like unlearn or like let go of after trying? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Ego, ego mm -hmm. for one, letting go of doing things just very, like I said, very masculine in the sense of, I mean, having masculine and feminine energy or what, however you want to describe that it's, you have to have both. And at least for me, I've, or I'll say it's true for me. I feel like I, there's times where I am feeling where like I, where I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm having to exercise my, my, my courage muscle a little bit more mm -hmm. and kind of mm -hmm. like, really like, it's like that competitive athlete in me almost. <laughs> and then there's this other side of me where it's like, Hey, it's all good. Like we got this Trust mm -hmm. myself, come back ground every day. So it's, it's playing in both of those energies for me in order to move the business along. I, one can't be more than the other. I have to have both. That's just, what's true for me. Mm -hmm. You just mentioned something, which was like trusting yourself. And I'm wondering, like, did you come into all of this, like having that kind of like, I trust my, myself. So I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> okay. You're shaking your head. <laughs> now, how did you develop that over time? Well, honestly, when I started my business, I think I was honestly starting my business from an energy that was very like unhealed basically. Mm. And so when I started in that energy of like, all right, I got to crush it. I'm going to, you know, come in, do these, like, I'm going to set up this whole process and I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to go hard on this launch and do this. And it was just very, it just wasn't from a place of authenticity. It was mm -hmm. from a place of force. Mm -hmm. And that actually reminded me of like things that of how I was taught on how to tackle things growing up. Mm -hmm. And I like to say it works until it doesn't anymore. Yeah, totally. There are so many, I find like connections to like, oh, the way you did things when you were a kid or what you learned, right. About how we do things and what is valued and like what we get a, I love you for, right. And the connection you were, you mentioned earlier, like, oh, what did we have to do to get that? And then as we're running these businesses that like, yeah, spirituality, personal development, whatever you want to call it, like there, there's right. more than just business strategy here. And if you're doing it with just business strategy and it's working, okay, a cool, <laughs> that that's cool. Haven't met anyone who can tell me that completely yet, but like, I, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Right. But for those of us who are leading and like, I think when you value like connection with yourself when you're willing like to do the work when you want to do it and like an aligned connected way where like you're enjoying the experience but also in the experience even when it's unenjoyable 
it requires going deep and kind of like looking back. And it's amazing. I think the things that kind of become revealed, like on the journey during the process. And I know I have found like one of the most important things to me has been like being in connection with other business owners and like with other women specifically for me who have been like on a similar journey, they're doing their own thing and like being able to hold space and witness what they're going through and be like, I'm here, like you got this. You don't have to know what's happening right now, but that movement forward together, but doing your own thing is like community, I think is such an important way of healing this stuff where like, you're doing it all by yourself, but you can't heal it all by yourself. Yep. And we're not, I don't think we're supposed to, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're supposed to. And I think that's part of the journey is figuring out what you need, why you need it. Mm -hmm. And what, what does that it's going to always be an evolving process Mm -hmm. because it catches up to you because you can deny it all day long, Yes, but it catches up to you. And then at some point you have to decide, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you, so when women are considering joining your program, does the group aspect in the community, is that like something they're scared of or like, "Eh, I don't want that. Or is that something that they're typically like open to? How does that usually fall? They're actually really excited about it because Mm -hmm. it's something that they've never heard of before. And it's something that they honestly have never experienced before. Mm. So I think we're going to see a huge I think that there's just more need for community and connectedness right now more than ever. And I think people want that. And I, and, and from talking to the women that are in our program, they all become friends. They all become friends. They all, they all now have what I like to call like a buddy. Like they have a buddy that they're like, Hey, we're going through the same thing. Just like when you start a business, you want that, you want to be in community. You want to talk to someone who understands what you're going through. That's really, really supportive. Absolutely. Has friendship been a part of like your journey and as you're building and growing and doing all of that stuff, like, has that played a part in your journey as well? Friendship in what way? In like, I don't know, either having other businesses, like how has that shown up when you're, I think, so when you're living in a world, right, where a lot of times the people physically close to me, like don't understand what I'm doing. I feel like now it's starting to catch on, you know what I mean? 10 years in, but for years it was like, I don't know what Aaron does. And I, okay, cool. How's your blog? You know what I mean? And so like the internet friends have become like, for me, were really important. So I'm wondering how did that show up in your life? Do people around you understand what you're doing or is it all kind of like, how did you find connection? So interesting question, because I think that the people that I, I think I'm starting to realize that the people that are in my, I'm starting to realize that as my business evolves, my perspective on friendships also definitely evolves. So Mm -hmm. there's definitely something to that because I think Mm -hmm. the friendships that I had five, six years ago have really shifted and changed. Mm. And there's friendships that have shifted within the last year for me. And I think it's just because you are, you're learning so much about yourself at such an accelerated pace that it's almost like you're realizing so much of programming and so much of the things that you thought were true. And you're like, wait, that's not actually true. Right. (laughs) Right. It's this whole other part of growing up that like, you don't realize it's part of it. Right. It's like, yeah. Yeah. The demystification yeah. of 
so many things. And I think it's interesting too. I don't know if you have a similar experience, but like having kids and really seeing where they are in their development and what they're taking in from the world. And then I'm like, wait a minute, what do I want you to understand in this place? And then giving them something that's like different, you know, for instance, you mentioned before your parents like didn't teach about like money and stuff, same. And like, I have struggled with as an adult human, like opening my mail. I talked about this on another podcast episode too. And it's like the silliest thing, but like, it's not because it's really anxiety about what's in there, even though I've created a life where like, it's not a problem. But so opening my mail the other day, I was like, Violet, like, let's do this together because we're going to look at the bills. We're going to pay them. Like, let's just get you in there now. So like you understand what's happening here versus when you're 25 being like, okay, why did no one teach me this? You know, (laughs) or we don't talk about it. Right, 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 right. Or it's private, right? They're like, how much do you pay to live here? I'm like, oh, my rent is like 2,200 or whatever it is right now. And they're like, oh my God, that's so much money. I'm like, is it? That's interesting. What makes you think that's a lot of money? You know what I mean? And just kind of like asking those questions. Oh, and we see this come up, especially for women when we talk about salary in tech. Mm. So that comes up a lot because when we talk about negotiation, that can be a very uncomfy conversation for people Mm -hmm. and having to talk about how much salary you're asking for, why you're asking for it and going about it in a very, in a way where you are not selling yourself short, I guess, for lack of a better term, because that happens a lot in in tech is they will, a lot of times people don't know this, but they will literally make a salary offer. And they're honestly, they know you're going to negotiate or they expect you to negotiate. And if you don't negotiate back, you might've just lost out on $20,000 and you didn't even realize it. And so it's important to start getting, just normalize the conversation about money because it's going to keep coming up in your career in tech. You're going to keep talking about it Mm -hmm. because it's a business. That's, Mm -hmm. that's all they talk about is metrics. (laughs) Yeah. That's so interesting. And like, it's, you know, it's money, right. And salary negotiation, all of that. And I've, it like zooms down too into like, just asking for anything. I've been yeah. noticing and like, pay attention to like, oh, will I like, do I ask for help? If someone offers me something. Is it like, no, 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 I'll get it. Or like, oh, thank you so much. And like those little like receiving blocks and how are we flowing in that way? And what feels comfortable asking and receiving? Like, it's fascinating. Very. And we, we found that too, is, is that asking for help that a lot of times has been systemically ingrained, especially for women that come from communities where you are, you have to, you're in survival mode. You basically Mm -hmm. just have to figure it out on your own all the time. That's how you saw your parents survive. So it's just, you just go into hyper-independence mode basically. So you don't really even, the, the idea of asking for help is very foreign for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's why part of like the transformation that occurs when joining a coaching program, like part of that is just being like, I want support. Right. And then like, sometimes it's very hard for people to show up and get the support after they pay for it too. It's very true. Yep. And like, what a, what a beautiful thing I think to kind of like to open up to, to, to receive like what you actually want so that you can then you know, give your gifts to the world and it, right. The whole ripple effect that happens there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So good. What do you most hope <laughs> big question, not to put you on the spot, but like when you think about your program participants and the work you're doing in the world, like, what do you most want women to know? Like when they see you, when they hear you, like, 
what is the overall message or transformation that you want them to have? I want them to honestly tap into that highest version of themselves. That's honestly what I want for them. I want them to know that they're the big juicy goals that they have is not, it's not just some fantasy. It's what it's truly your higher self speaking to you. And it's, I think your, I think that is where you come into it, where you can say, okay, I keep having this thought that this is what I want to do, but I'm scared to go after it. Explore that get curious. Why does it scare you? Why does it feel too out of reach? What, what has kept you before in the past of pursuing it? Mm -hmm. Why do you keep delaying it? Just understanding your own programming Mm -hmm. is, it's just, there's so much value to that, to help with where you want to go next. And you feel really clear too. I feel like, yeah, I think that's so important. Yeah. I think the curiosity is so important and like the gentleness around that exploration too, because it's not like, oh my God, why am I so messed up? Like that's part of, that's part of the programming, (laughs) right? It's like, how can you be the gentle version of yourself? That's like, okay, like you say you want this thing, but we haven't taken any action. Like, what is that about? What are you scared of? Like, how can we like start to move Mm -hmm. forward? And I think that gentleness, like it sounds so easy and so silly, but like, it's hard very hard. It's and, very hard. Yeah. And like, it is brave in my opinion to, you know, to switch industries, to decide you want something to get support, to move into like getting a new career in a new industry where you might be one of the first and only not just in your family, but in the literal rooms that you're in too. Right. Whether it's yeah. zoom or in person and like the bravery and courage that that takes, like, I think also deserves the gentleness of like, not making yourself wrong for not doing it sooner. Right. Or not taking more bold action. Like it could have been this, but like, also, can we just accept where we are and like love on that too? Yeah. And I think too, it's also the message too, is that you don't have to be, there's different ways to do business. I think Mm -hmm. that's also the other message that I want Mm -hmm. to share is that some people want to start all in right away and be completely just all in with their business. And that is what their focus is. That's where they're putting their art and their focus and their time to. There's some people that want to have a corporate career that pays them great money and they build their business on the side. And as it grows and scales, then they make that transition, the corporate exit, right? There's mm-hmm. some people who go all the way up to the top to the C-suite and they become thought leaders or they start nonprofits or they decide to be speakers, mm-hmm. you know, there's a million different ways to leverage tech and a career in tech while you're also growing your business too. So I think that message, cause I think we're still unlearning how you should do business, how you should do your career. I think we're still unlearning all of that. So that's what the message I also want to emphasize too. It's important because the things that you learn in tech are very applicable to you starting your own business, 100%. Mm. Beautiful. There's so much. And it sounds like really like wherever you are, wherever your feet are planted, like there's so much to grab from. Yeah. Right. And like there's places to go and it's all like, it's, it's here. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. That was gorgeous. I feel like there's so many nuggets in there for people listening. If you liked something, definitely let us know. Maricela, if people want more of you, where should they go? What should they do? What's the next step? Yeah, just 
send me a DM on Instagram. That's, that's where you'll find me DM on Instagram <laughs> or LinkedIn. One of the two I'm hanging out on there. Yep. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you for doing this work in the world. And like that, I know that this takes so much courage to keep going and to change it as you go and to stay in the process of unlearning and stay with yourself in the spiritual journey and all of that. So just thank you so much. And genuinely like, thank you for you. Thank you. Hey, it's Erin. And I want you to know that you matter. Everything you're doing and everything you've done, it all matters. It all counts because you are important to the people around you, your family and friends, your audience, your clients, and quite honestly, to the world. Whether you're changing lives on the front line or changing lives while you're changing diapers, your presence matters. Every life you touch counts. And from just one interaction, there can be infinite, meaningful effects. And for that reason, I want to thank you for showing up and doing the work to be with yourself and share your light and your gifts and your love with those around you. If you want support with any of this human being stuff, you're always welcome to join me inside of my coaching membership, Human Being Club at humanbeingclub.com or follow along with me on Instagram for more behind the scenes, silly stuff at Erin Lindstrom. Once again, thank you for being here and thank you for you.